friends, welcome back to another episode of She Existed, the podcast wherein I, Ashlyn Romagnoli, share a story of a little-known woman from history and or legend. Another podcast, a more organized podcast, a podcast less subject to the whims of its flighty creator, might try to keep things in a sensical order for you. You know, grouping women by culture, time period, historical veracity... Alas, you just have me and whatever my whims happen to be this week, and I wanted to keep things a little bit short this week because I'm a little anxious. Our sweet Casanova, our little kitty, uh, has kidney disease, and we are waiting for the final results and prognosis, and in the meantime, uh, the biggest thing is to get him to eat, which he is not really super inclined to do. So I'm trying to make things that are tasty for him to eat and also monitor his food intake, which means less time in this booth and more time uh, sitting and reading and watching bowls of kitty food, which I'm happy to do because he's our sweet little kitten and we're going to do everything we can for him. So, But uh, this one is still cool though, so don't worry, Uh, I'm not cheating you out of a really awesome historical woman. Um, I have a very short and sweet one for you. Isabel Gunn, a.k.a. John Fubister. Isabel did absolutely exist and has a rather incredible story, but since we have limited resources about her, all I can tell you is what I can tell you. So Isabel was born in 1781 on the Orkney Islands, which is an archipelago north of Scotland, if you are not familiar. Fun fact, Orkney has been inhabited, or at least visited, by people since at least 6820 BCE, which we know thanks to the discovery of a charred hazelnut shell, which indicates human presence. There are also myriad interesting prehistoric ruins um, in the Orkney Isles, some of which feature inscriptions in Ogham, an early Celtic script that I learned about as a tree language, because every letter can be identified with a specific tree. In fact, I've been wearing a ring with Ogham symbols on it since I was about 14 and took a trip to Ireland with my grandparents. So that's a total side note, but I'm sort of obsessed with trees, so I will mention them at every opportunity. Anyway, Isabel was born near Kirkwall and was the daughter of John Gunn and Margaret Lesk. Although I found a source that claims that she was actually born with the last name Fubister and assumed the last name of Gunn later in her life, and thus her eventual assumed masculine name uh, for the events that are about to unfold was just simply her father's name, that she just took his name, maybe his identity, who knows. Uh, But she had several siblings. Unfortunately, we don't really know that much about her upbringing, but she was likely illiterate, which is unfortunate because it would have been amazing to hear her side of her own tale. Here's what we do know. At just 15 years old, Isabel, for what reason, we don't know, assumed the name of John Fubister and signed up to work for the Hudson's Bay Company at a whopping eight pounds per year salary. Now, I say that seriously because that was way more money than any man from Orkney could have gotten doing anything else, and it was certainly more than Isabel as a woman could have earned. Isabel may have been tempted by adventure stories told to her by her brother George, or um, I read in a few random sources that she was she was following or running away from an estranged lover. Um, I didn't actually find any primary sources that confirmed that, and she was only 15, so personally, I think she was just an adventurous soul who wanted to get some of that cheddar. I feel like we always assume women do things because of romantic drama, and I just don't have time for that today. Working for the HBC was no joke. At the time, 
Uh, and the company does still exist today, though probably in slightly different industries. <laughs> they were focused on the fur trade in Canada. And well, have you seen The Revenant? You know, the 2015 Leonardo DiCaprio movie, and it's like freezing cold and brutal and harsh and violent and... Ooh. That movie got crazy dramatic. But yeah, I mean, it isn't too far off the mark. Assisting with fur trapping across the frozen Canadian tundra, uh, that work was hard. And that is basically what Isabel had to look forward to in her new profession. However, by all accounts, she was a good worker, diligent and willing. Hugh Haney of the HBC wrote of her, when she was still presenting as a man, that she, quote, worked at anything and well, like the rest of the men. She did this for nearly three years and covered at least 1,800 miles in her trekking based on the logs of various excursions. Actually, one account that I read said that she did 1,800 miles just in one journey, which would at least more than double or triple or even quadruple the number of those miles. And not to mention that she was, unbeknownst to anyone at this time, the first European woman to make it to that part of the world. So, very notable for that reason alone. But on December 29th, 1807, she went to the head of the Pembina trading post, Alexander Henry, and asked to sit by his fire as she was in obvious physical distress. Now, remember, Alexander Henry thinks she's just some, like, young dude trying to make his fortune in the new world. So here's the rest of what happened in his own words from his diary. Quote, I was surprised at the fellow's demand. However, I told him to sit down and warm himself like by the fire, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, back to his diary. I returned to my room, where I had not been long before he sent one of my own people, requesting the favor of speaking with me. Accordingly, I stepped down to him, and was much surprised to find him extended out upon the hearth, uttering most dreadful lamentations. He stretched out his hand towards me, and in a pitiful tone of voice, begged my assistance, and requested I would take pity upon a poor, helpless, abandoned wretch, who was not of the sex I had every reason to suppose, but was an unfortunate Orkney girl, pregnant and actually in childbirth. In saying this, she opened her jacket and displayed to my view a pair of beautiful, round, white breasts. <laughs> okay, sorry, I have one more sentence of his diary, but I'm just gonna, pop, like, like, in the middle of all of this, he, she's like, she's like, no, look, really, like, this is who I am. I am a woman. Blah. And he's just like, damn, yeah, beautiful boobs. Love it. Like, ugh, gross, whatever. Back to last sentence of his diary. In about an hour, she was safely delivered of a fine boy. And that same day, she was conveyed home in my carriel, where she soon recovered. Okay, end quote. Sorry, we made it through. <laughs> but can you imagine the shock on his part? But even more importantly, can you imagine how horrified and scared she must have been? Now, I've read some historians' notes that suggest that she had taken a lover, John Scarth, whom we do have on record as being part of many of her expeditions. So they definitely knew each other, um, and it seems pretty clear that he was the father. He is on the birth certificate. But Isabel Gunn says that he raped her after accidentally discovering her identity. And frankly, I am too fucking tired to entertain debates about that. Believe women, people. Like, women are not stupid. I hardly think Isabel would have endangered her chosen livelihood, at which she was clearly quite competent, in such a way willingly. So she said he raped her, and then she had to deal with the consequences, and he's not really part of her life after that, so um, that's the story that we're going with. 
Once recovered, she was not allowed to go back to her former profession, um, even though nothing had really changed. She was still amazing at her job, but she was given work instead as a washerwoman in Albany. But she didn't seem to like it much, and yeah, I mean, I get that. Give me a shotgun and point me in the direction of a raccoon any day over cleaning the house. Just ask my husband. (laughs) But also, as a single woman with a baby, she was clearly going to be treated like garbage and ostracized. And sure enough, on September 14th, 1809, she was, quote, discharged, since we cannot think of keeping this woman any longer, as she is of bad character and has not answered the intentions for which she was detained. Which I read as, she hated her job and we hate her. So they forced her and her little baby James to return to Scotland, which seems insane to me. Um, As far as I'm aware, passage on ships like this was not cheap. So like, damn, all to spite a woman for daring to try to make a better life for herself. Uh, She supported herself and her son as a stocking and mitten maker until her death in 1861, presumably, unfortunately, in poverty in the town of Stromness on the Orkney Isles. And there you have it. For once, I thought it was going to be a short one, I said it was going to be a short one, and it is a short one. We may not know that much about her, but Isabel Gunn existed, and for a few short years, she was able to live the life she imagined without having to answer to a husband or a father, which is a lot more than many, many women of her time could say. If you want to know more um, and dive into this further, you can look up Isabel Gunn, I-S-O-B-E-L-G-U-N-N. That's also sometimes spelled in the more traditional Isabel spelling. Hudson's Bay Trading Company, that's H-U-D-S-O-N apostrophe S-B-A-Y, trading company. Fur trapping, why not dive into that? Orkney Islands, Orkney is O-R-K-N-E-Y. And uh, Ogham Tree Language, because it's cool. O-G-H-A-M is how you spell that. Thanks for listening, friends, and uh, please keep our sweet Casanova in your thoughts this weekend. Bye. Hey, hey, hi guys, it's me again. Surprise! You didn't think I could actually keep an episode under 10 minutes, did you? Look, um, I want to address something that I have been thinking about since I learned about Isabel Gunn. I didn't originally bring it up because it's not a topic that I know that much about. I hesitate to speak on things that I'm not that familiar with. No, scratch that. I know almost nothing about anything I talk about, but I don't like to talk about things that I don't know much about, that are sensitive and complicated, and where I might say something that might hurt someone. But to be honest, I think ignoring issues is always worse than addressing them, however ignorantly you do so. And that topic is this. Was Isabel Gunn trans? Now, this is just a tiny appendix to a podcast episode that is barely touching on the life of a woman who lived a long time ago, and who left nothing in her own hand for us to dive into. So, of course, the only real answer to this question has to be, we don't know. We don't know, and we're never going to know. But, trans erasure is a massive, massive problem in Western culture, and hell, I can think of a lot of reasons Isabel Gunn may have been trans. The evidence is there. For one thing, we know for a fact that trans people have existed everywhere in the world for forever, whether they were accepted by society or not. Isabel decided to live as a man. She took a man's name, worked a man's job, by her own account did not want to have the baby that she had, and didn't marry or have any other children in her life after that. 
Now, there are a lot of possible explanations for these things. Obviously, women were very oppressed in this time, and she couldn't have exactly gone and earned so much money without posing as a man. And maybe she just didn't like sex or men. Maybe she was gay. I don't know. But maybe no one would have had her after she had a kid out of wedlock. Although for that one, uh, despite all of our preconceptions about this period of time, I can dig up plenty of examples of poor women who had kids by multiple men in and out of the marriage sheets. So whether or not Isabel Gunn identified as a man, we may never know. But it's important to underscore that maybe she could have been. And accepting that possibility is critical because we all need to get the fuck over our prejudices and just let people be who they are and who they want to be. Full stop. Okay, bye for real this time. (laughs) 